Hi, I'm Mary Colbert. Welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. We are continuing on with this very important topic, your brain. And this is our third part series on this. So if you haven't heard the other two, go back and listen. But today, we are going to be covering the answers. Yes, to how the to brain. reverse again early and moderate stage Alzheimer's disease. If they and, have had this, have yes. family members, hope is on the way. We ha and the key thing that I tell my patients, first of all, is follow the healthy keto diet that is in my book, the, here it the is. Beyond Keto, yep. right here. And what this is, this is the healthy keto diet. And you say, well, what's the difference in the keto and the healthy keto diet? Well, the healthy keto diet contains the healthy forms of fats. So many pa patients are taking excessive saturated fats that literally push them toward Alzheimer's disease. And too many meats, and all, a lot of these meats contain PCBs and dioxins that also will affect the brain and can trigger different cancers we've talked about. And also it can, the healthy keto diet contains all the healthy veggies and salads and the healthy oils that we need and the fiber that we need and the fish oils that we need for a healthy brain. It's amazing, Don, the amount of um, healthy oils, that's the key, right. that actually help heal well, Mary, the brain. It's so simple because the brain is about 60 to 70% fat. And so the healthy oils I'm talking about are or the extra virgin olive oil, the high polyphenol olive oils, the oleocanthals, the avocado oil, the seeds, the nuts, and the fish oils that help the brain so much by helping to decrease inflammation. That's one of the main causes of Alzheimer's is inflammation. Yeah. And the other main cause is too much sugar. Don, we gotta stay right here for the oils for a minute. Okay. Because we really need to drive this home to people that are watching. Well, that's... You need to stay away from safflower oil. Polyunsaturated fats, yes. I'm going to hit them yes, where they good. understand. Canola you, oil, you which is highly inflammatory. Canola, Crisco oil, oh, that's ladies, horrible. That's trans fat. That's highly inflammatory to the brain. I know. When they go in and they go in and they see corn oil, oh, it's all natural. Or soybean oil, highly inflammatory to the brain, especially when you deep fry or fry with these oils. These are polyunsaturated fat. When you fry with those oils, they create so much more inflammation. And these oils by themselves are inflammatory, but when they're fried, they become super inflammatory. Just remember that. Just really, really, if you don't change anything else in your home and your kitchen, go in and throw out these oils. Bad oils, and bad get oils. get rid of them. Get rid you of your oleo. Really My grandmother used to cook with oleo. I know. Ole not oleo canthal, I'm talking about oleo, which is oh, margarine. The margarine, throw Crisco. the margarine away. Crisco, she'd cook away. with Crisco. Crisco's terrible for your brain. When I go to a restaurant, brain. all I ask, I'll say is, I'm sorry, I'm getting loud, aren't I? I get excited. <laughs> when I go to a restaurant, Don is so good about this. He'll go, Mary, that's margarine. She doesn't believe me. She doesn't believe sure? me. I said, Mary, I wouldn't sure? touch that. And I'll call the waitress over and ask her, would you go check with the kitchen and find out if this is margarine or butter? <laughs> this just happened last and, week. I know. And then they come back and go, no, that's margarine. <laughs> and, I'm like, and Mary has it all over her sweet like, potato. Listen, listen. And I can't eat it. <laughs> no, so, can't. So now, can you take that? Bring me a new sweet potato. <laughs> I, I have. And then I tell them, I said, can I talk to the cook? I knew, I really they want to want talk to the cheap, manager. They, listen, these are cheap oils as bottom line. If you go to a restaurant, they're going to get the cheapest oils where they can make money, and the cheapest oil there is 
is margarine. But I think we can start a movement mm. that you go into the restaurant. Like, be, and, no, the bottom line is what they look at. Listen, we yeah. need butter. We want the good butter. Well, you need to find the restaurants that don't serve those toxic oils that'll destroy your brain and that avoid them really like the important. plague. Because what I do is I bring my own olive oil. Now, do not cook. With olive oil. Can I tell Please. you that's the truth? We bring Cook a with bottle avocado of olive oil. oil. That's what in I did at purse. lunch. Yes. And then they'll come in and go, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, you're not allowed to bring. I said, Well, then we can't come in here. Well, they think it's alcohol, alcohol many times. I, go, I bring a big old bottle olive oil. <laughs> and it's the good kind. So I know. I mean, one Italian restaurant wouldn't let me. I couldn't I believe it. I couldn't believe it either. And so. I said, Well, you got to keep that toxic oil out of your salad dressing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really big on the right oil. We are. And I go, into detail in this in my book, The Brain Zone and The Beyond Keto. These are so critical. I'm talking about a healthy keto diet and yeah. realize when you're on the healthy keto diet, 60 to 75% of your calories are from healthy oils, but not right. butter and cheese and not big, huge slabs of beef. Like, you know, so many people will eat a T-bone steak or they're doing the steak diet, which is uh, mm -hmm. either ribeyes or hamburger meat or some people put tablespoons of uh, butter in their coffee or tons of cream. These are not, these are inflammatory to your brain long-term. Yeah. Now, short-term, you can do that for weight loss, but long-term, it's going to inflame your brain. It's all, there's also lots of these PCBs and dioxins in the animal fat that ends up in the dairy products, the cheese, the cream, mm -hmm. the butter, as well as the fat of the meat, the marble meat is, is full of those toxins. Remember, the animal puts their toxins, their pesticides, their dioxins, their PCBs, they're generally shuttled into the fatty compartments of the body. When you eat a lot of animal fat, you're getting those toxins. And those toxins can cause cancer, and they can cause memory loss, and they cause all sorts of terrible health problems. They'll affect the liver, ah. especially dioxins. Knowledge is liver. power. Knowledge is power, so, folks. But doing it is life. It is. I mean, you can't just have the knowledge. You got to do it. And you got to do it. And it doesn't brain, just happen because you know it. And you the brain do is it. 60 to 70 percent fat. So don't you think that we should be putting the healthiest fats in our bodies for our brains? I got to tell the you something real quick. Sure. I know I, I, we got a lot, so much to cover here. <laughs> I was listening to this heart surgeon and he was talking about he was flipping out over doing cardiac surgery and trying to cut into the arteries of people as he was doing heart surgery. And he said, it's like cutting through gristle. It is. The gristle. He goes, you won't believe the arteries, is how hard the they're arteries. They're calcified, the arteries, they're yeah. calcified. From, and he goes, from oils, they're bad, bad oils. oils. And bad I thought, oils. that just paints such a huge picture of what's happening on the inside of you. You can't feel it, but you're calcifying your arteries and the brain uh the, you know you need that blood flow to the brain right. and it's but also it's not just the bad oils it's the garbage you know what garbage is garbage <laughs> is carbohydrates white flour white rice pasta tortillas you know uh, all kinds of white potatoes most anything that's highly processed this is garbage because it raises your sugar just like eating sugar. And by the way, the average American consumes 133 pounds of flour per person per year and 130 pounds of sugar per person per year. That is pure garbage that inflames the brain and causes the, pushes the brain toward Alzheimer's wow. by causing uh, insulin resistance, prediabetes, wow. and diabetes of the brain. You know, a long time ago, I remember the Lord 
when we you started down this path, and for me it was a paradigm shift. Right. Because I was raised in eight children mm -hmm. in our family, military. They were raised on garbage. Ah man, <laughs> which garbage is garbage on, to the garbage brain. Garbage on garbage. <laughs> I mean, I was raised that whatever was put in front of you, you didn't question what was in it, what was made. It was food, and you had to eat it. And so it was a real shift for me to learn as you began educating. Right. And I, I was, my head would just almost blow up because I'd be like, what, 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 what? It didn't make sense. It I just know. didn't make sense because I thought food was food. Mm -mm. And to learn it's not. No, it's not. It's, you know, you but put, what I want to say, let me tell you what the Lord yeah, showed me because this is important. Sure. Y'all need to do this. I'm telling you, it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the Lord said to me. He goes, Mary, life produces life. Death produces death. The more living food you put in your body, the more life you're putting in your body. You need to minimize the dead food that produces death. So I was like, okay, Lord, help me know what produces death. I don't, I want to produce life. The living, I thought of Adam and Eve in the garden with their fruits and their living vegetables and all the things the that salads, yes, the salads the olive oils. with the olive oils <laughs> and the things that are naturally mm -hmm. grown and the things that are good. I thought that produces life. Then man comes along and processes it and alters it and fries it, deeps it. Anything man has touched and altered is dead food. It is. So the Holy Spirit just said, Mary, minimize your dead food. Can't get away from it. Eat we can't more living get away food, from fresh it. veggies. Not in this life healthy anymore. Healthy fruits like berries. But and the more like that. you eat living, right. you want to balance it out to make sure that your diet is more living food, which is what this book is about. And when you eat more life, you're producing life. You get and you're it. protecting your brain. And you're protecting your brain. You're protecting everything in your body. And so. Um, that's just a good guide, I think. Well, let me kind of put it to you this way, because when you put the right fuel mixture in the body and in the brain, it's amazing how the brain is designed to function. When we eat primarily healthy fats, healthy fats are so anti-inflammatory for the brain. We need about 60 to 75% of our caloric intake as healthy fats. That's a lot of olive oil or avocado oil or nuts, which are great, and fish oil. And uh, again, these are healthy fats that I pretty much eat all the time, lots of them. And then you want to have just a moderate amount of protein, 15 to 25%, but healthy protein in the form of chicken, turkey, pastured or organic, uh, again, pastured eggs, things like this, and then some healthy fish like wild salmon, sardines, things like this. Mm -hmm. And then the key thing is you want to eat the healthy carbs. The green veggies, like today, I had a big old salad. I brought my own olive oil to the restaurant, went to the kava, poured my olive oil about four or five tablespoons on it, ate it all. And then a lot of veggies or berries. Berries are so healthy for you. And minimize your bread or avoid most of the bread. The high, the garbage, that is garbage or garbage to your body. What it does, it creates the perfect fuel mixture so that you will experience a metabolic shift from burning sugar as your primary fuel to burning fat as your primary fuel, as well as ketone bodies. Once a person has been on this, this diet for 12 uh, hours to a few days, to a, those with diabetes or prediabetes will have to be on it a few weeks, they will eventually make the metabolic shift from burning sugar as their fuel, sugar, carbs, and starches, which convert to sugar, 
as their fuel to burning fat as their fuel. Fat is a healthy uh, fuel that is a not a dirty fuel. And I like to paint the picture of like a hybrid car. When I you drive this. a hybrid this car, you shift from burning gas to burning electric battery energy as fuel. And that is, there's no exhaust when you're uh, running off the battery. It's literally electric energy. Similar to the body, when it burns sugar, it's a dirty fuel. It literally inflames the mitochondria and damages the mitochondria, producing free radicals. Not exhaust, but free radicals. That eventually damage the mitochondria so that it, these are the energy factories so that it can't produce adequate energy as we age. But when you're burning fat as fuel, you start to literally burn clean fuel where it doesn't stress the mitochondria so we're not producing all those free radicals. And then when you do intermittent fasting, which I'm going to talk about in a, in a minute, you make a major shift and you start to restore your mitochondria. You start to literally burn up those abnormal proteins. So again, it's simply uh, learning to make this metabolic shift and living this dietary program. But real important is understanding insulin degrading enzyme. This enzyme our bodies produce to break down insulin. Realize when you eat sugars, carbs, or starches, you have a spike of blood sugar and then a spike of insulin from the pancreas. The beta cells squirt out insulin to lower your sugar. When your body has high insulin, your body then produces an insulin-degrading enzyme that breaks down the insulin. Now, it's called an insulin-degrading enzyme. So it sounds like it's a cleaning mechanism yeah, it breaks to down go the in insulin. and it breaks break it down. It down. Right, okay. or else too much insulin will lower the sugar too much. See? Okay. And then our brain starts struggling. Wow. So we, our body produces this as a, a stopgap measure. But what happens, the same insulin-degrading enzyme that breaks down insulin also breaks down beta amyloid in the brain, that toxic protein that accumulates with Alzheimer's and degenerates our brain. And whenever you have a lot of inflammation going on in your body, you also have it going on in your yeah. brain. You know, whenever you say these amyloids, I get a mental picture of, uh, like, mistletoe. The little mistletoe berries growing them. These little, you little mistletoe growing in their brains. And that's what I kind of mentally well, picture no, is what going is on, happening these amyloids. Is when you were choosing to eat that cake and cookies and pies and breads and all the garbage in your diet, you are literally lowering your amount of insulin-degrading enzyme to clear the beta amyloid out of your brain. You're pushing your brain toward Alzheimer's. Gee, and okay. so that's what I try and get through to patients. Okay. Now, the it. most powerful program that I know of is a, is a program of intermittent fasting. And I do this at least five days a week. I love it, and I do I it do too. too. And again, Jesus didn't say, say if you fast, but in Matthew chapter 6, he says when you fast. We're expected to fast, but mm -hmm. even greater, I think, is living a fasted lifestyle. And that is, we don't have to have three meals a day. Yeah. And my, my healthiest patients are the patients who only eat two meals a day, usually a late lunch and an early dinner. And, and you know something, when you read in those scriptures, and there's so much warning about a nation being whose belly is their God. Right. You know, um, as, you know, will go into destruction. <clears throat> That's mm -hmm. what it says. It literally says that. And I sometimes I'll look around in airports and stuff and I see the obesity that's going on. And all I can think is we're a nation headed into destruction because well, our belly has well, become our that's God. Why we need to talk about the benefits of intermittent fasting, Mary. It's one of the right. most powerful things we can do to protect our bodies and our brains from right. Alzheimer's disease. Right. Well, first of all, what it does, you make a metabolic shift. Generally, after about 12 hours and you start to burn 
instead of sugar as your fuel, you start to burn fats and ketone bodies, which brings an alternative fuel source. You also lower inflammation in your body when you do intermittent fasting. It decreases inflammation. Mm -hmm. You also boost this powerful protein called brain-derived neurotrophic factor that helps to restore the brain cells, so the neurons in the brain, and synapses in the brain. You're literally on a brain restoration program when you're doing intermittent fasting, especially for longer than 12 hours, 14 to 16 hours now, or even longer. Now, the synapses are the little the connections. fingers? No, they're the connections. The connections? Brain cells connecting to one another. Okay, so it heals the... They find each other and they connect when you do well, your synapses, intermittent fasting. Yes, synapses okay. are the little uh, docking ports where the neurotransmitters, uh, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, uh, acetylcholine, will literally connect to those chemical messengers. Those synapses are little ports where the neurotransmitters dock into, do docking ports. Okay, so, so you want some docking ports. So it starts to repair the yeah. neurons and the synapses that are the brain connections. Right. Also, what it does is uh, it removes, as you're fasting, it removes the beta amyloid from the brain. The body shifts into autophagy, so our body starts kind of like a self-cleaning oven, where the self-cleaning oven, you don't have to peel all that black crud off your oven, the oven does it itself. Mm -hmm. Similar to the body, it undergoes autophagy, which it starts to burn out abnormal proteins, uh, as well as mitochondria, and it starts to recycle these cellular components to make new proteins and new mitochondria and new brain cells. So if you never fast, you've got a dirty oven. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it is gummed up. It's gummed up, and the brain and synapses are gummed, gummed up, and you up. need to clean that it out with fasting. That is supposed to be a part of yes. our life, yes. so is fasting. The benefits are so powerful at restoring the brain. It's come on, everyone come on. should do it. But and you say, well, how this. do I do it? So let's teach them how. All right, let's do it. I start most of my patients off on the 14-hour fasting and eat in a 10-hour window. For example, I try and finish dinner by 6 p.m. And so then I fast for 14 hours. So until 6 the next morning, that's 12 hours. Then I go to 8, and that's 14 hours. Now, in that 14-hour period, in the morning when I get up, I can still have my coffee if you put just stevia without erythritol in there, or monk fruit or lohan. That's you're still fasting, or just coffee plain. A lot of people, or you can put just or a tea. little tea, or tea plain. Yeah, it can be tea or coffee, mm -hmm. and you're fasting. You want to do at least 14 hours. That's ideal. And you say, I can't do it every day. I can't do it on my work days. Well, just start on the weekend and do it, and then gradually work up to four, five, six, or even seven days a week. My healthiest patients are the ones who do intermittent fasting seven days a week. Their Listen, weight stays amazing. I have they, done videos. I don't know if you've seen them on my Facebook or not, but the patients of Don's that are 102, yes. 103, we had one 108. Their brains yes. are amazing. firing. They're smart. We're yes. interacting. One that was 103, she and I were dancing in the office together. Mm -hmm. I know. It's I amazing. Mean, it's amazing. The number of patients that I can tell you who were starting to go into mental decline who started practicing and doing, not just hearing, these principles, it's amazing how these now, people are Let's tell come them back. how to make it easy. At night, a lot of people say, well, I get the munchies, I've got to you know, eat something. Well, here's what there's we do. Where's their belly is their God. Again, what you have to do, again, <laughs> get our fiber zone. Crucify that flesh. And put a heaping yeah. teaspoon and four yeah. to eight ounces of cold water, stir it up and drink it, and literally what that will do, that will start to turn off your appetite. It works. It'll fill your tummy, 
It's got, it's almost all fiber, no carbs, no garbage in there. So literally it'll fill you up without giving you calories. And that's what we want to do. Now it's got fiber, but again, that's all fiber that's not absorbed. It just pushes everything on through. And then so again, your gut's getting what it needs. You're getting the fullness of satiety so you're not starving at night. And then get the junk out of your cupboards, out of you your fridge, out of your freezer. You've got to get so those cleaned out. So you're not tempted. That's and right. And then just, again, if you can just do the 1410, fast for 14 hours a night, and then eat in a 10-hour window, it's amazing. Just if you do it three days a week, if you do it more, it's even better. Right. I mean, but just, just think make about it a habit. You can wait till 8 o'clock to eat breakfast. If you eat at 6 in, at night, you finish your dinner at night, you do the fiber later on the mm -hmm. after uh, evening to go help Go to bed you. early, please. Go to bed, and then wait till 8 o'clock. You have done your body such an amazing gift. One of the best things you can do is that. cleaning out everything. That's not hard. You can do that. Now, the other thing that protects the brain amazingly well is a good night's sleep on your yes. side. Yes. Now, so many people at age 50 and 60 have sleep apnea. Men, if your neck is 17 inches or greater, women, if it's 16 inches or greater, chances are you have a degree of sleep apnea where you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain. If you're snoring. Well, if you stop Sorry. breathing or gasp for air in the middle of the night or you wake up with a real dry mouth, there's a chance that you have sleep apnea and you need to lose weight or sleep on your side or do intermittent fasting. What's so neat, when you do intermittent fasting, you lose the weight and the snoring usually goes away. It does. Away. It's it amazing really how it corrects the sleep apnea. Yeah, but sleep fasting. on your side. I know yes. people are thinking, oh, I've always heard, you know, my chiropractor says sleep on my... No, no, no. no not for no. your brain. Yeah. We have found that, first of all, when you enter deep sleep, you have you remove 10 to 20 times more beta amyloid during deep sleep. That's when I, if you're not in deep sleep, you're drinking wine at night, you're not going into deep no. sleep. So you're not you're hurting your brain. You're not protecting yeah. your brain. Right. And if you sleep on your side, you're using you're losing even more beta amyloid. Mm. And what it does, it activates the lymphatic system of the brain, which is the waste disposal system of the brain, which is like the lymphatics, but when you lay on your side, you activate it more. So mm -hmm. you remove more beta amyloid when you sleep on your side. You women are saying, no, but I'll get wrinkles. Get you a silk pillowcase. Go to <laughs> Dillard's and get a silk pillowcase. Sleep on your side. Now, don't sleep on just one side all night or else you'll be all crinkled on one side. You'll say, what happened? Or I but, sleep on my face. She so. does, but she's fine, but she's got beautiful skin. <laughs> so again, get some cold cream. <laughs> okay. Just, I would rather have my sleep. I'm more, That's right. to me, the sleep But it helps your brain. Yeah, it sleep does. is one of the best things you can do for your brain and deep sleep is the best. So now, if you're concerned you have sleep apnea, you can do a SNAP diagnostic sleep study. Your doctor mm -hmm. can order this for you. It's in my book, The Healthy Brain Zone. We got some critical things I have to get to. The other thing really important is managing your stress. Mm. Stress is deadly for the brain. What stress does, it raises cortisol levels. Now, high cortisol levels long-term is really toxic for the brain because the cortisol inhibits glucose absorption by the hippocampus of the brain, the very part of the brain that's affected most with Alzheimer's. You're not getting the glucose in, the neurons in the hippocampus start to degenerate and you can't get the glucose into that area of the brain that so majorly needs it. So what do we do to fight stress? Real important, I'm working on a book right now 
That's uh, the hell, the stress-free zone is the name uh, of my new You know what? Book. I think we need to go into retirement. <laughs> no, I can't do <laughs> that. i got to give them the answers. Well, that's good to take vacations, which we're going to do. Yeah. But it's so easy how to do it. There's just a few key things. Number one, exercise. What I do after work, I go to the gym, and I burn off those stress chemicals. When you're in the gym working out, either doing your aerobics or doing your weightlifting, I do aerobic weightlifting too and aerobics, you're burning off that cortisol, you're burning off that adrenaline, you're getting rid of those stress chemicals. The other thing is walking the love walk. And that's where Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another. And the important part there of that scripture that I love mm -hmm. is love one another, not as you love yourself. Mm -mm. He removed Amen. that. Yes. Because so many people do not love themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you loving me the way you love yourself. <laughs> That's right. A lot of people hate themselves. Because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't want that love. Right. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> he said, love one another as I have loved you. Well, that's an unmeasurable kind of love that now the thing about Jesus, he has not asked us to not do something if we weren't able to do it. And with the Holy Spirit in you and Christ in you, it's the Christ in you that enables you to be able to do that. And what's so powerful about this love mm -hmm. walk, Don, right. is that he, when he talked about a new commandment I give you, the old commandment in the Old Testament, he, Moses told him, said, if you keep these statutes, I will keep disease. I'll put none of these diseases upon you, you, which I put upon you'll the be, Egyptians. That's yes. right. You'll be free of all these diseases if you keep all his statutes. Well, guess what? We have a new and better covenant now. And now there's only one statute, he said, to do. And that's to love one another as he has loved you. Now, folks, you think about that. When you're walking the love walk, you have the right. You have the spiritual right, That's right to say to the enemy, get your hands off my body, get your hands off my family. I'm walking the love walk. I'm in the love walk. I'm honoring that statue mm -hmm. of love walk. And if you're not honoring that, then it gives him all rights to you and your family. That is critical, Don. It is critical. That is critical. That we have to remind each other because we all get frustrated. We, we yeah. all want to start taking an account of wrong. If you're keeping a record book of wrong, you're not walking the level. Well, that's why 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, you should read it every day that's out right. loud. Every it's person good, should do it, especially in the amplified version. Right. It sheds more light on it. And then walk in that and then personalize it. Love is patient. Love is kind. Say, I am patient. I am kind. I do not envy. I do not exalt myself. I'm not puffed up. And just go through it. You and your wife mm -hmm. do it every day and commit to walk the love walk. Mm -hmm. That literally insulates you from stress. But also, real important, laugh. A merry heart does better than any medicine. Yes. According to Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart's good like a medicine, but it's better. It doesn't have any side effects. Mm -hmm. Another is get into God's rhythm. Don't get in a hurry and quit getting in a hurry. I've had to idle down. I used to always be in a hurry. When you get in God's rhythm, 
You can't be rude. Yes, love is not rude. I know. And unfortunately, I used to be rude. I'd be running through the airport cutting in line. When we Here's almost missed a connection, yeah. I was standing behind him mm -hmm. <laughs> saying, Don, just say excuse me. Just and I say said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pass the love walk. No, I'm not going to be rude. I refuse to be rude. I know. And but, so she was trying to push me to be rude because <laughs> we, we almost missed our moments. We have our, our moments. We we have our moments. And then we have to repent and ask forgiveness. But again, uh, that, now another thing real important, again, we're talking about reversing dementia, make exercise a habit. Yeah. Exercise is the sim single most important strategy to prevent and improve memory loss. More than anything, both aerobic exercise or walking and Again, strengthening exercises or calisthenics. We need to do this on a regular basis and walk slow enough so that you can talk, yet fast enough so that you can't sing. Do it for 20, 30 minutes, four to five days a week, and make it a habit. It's one of the best things for your brain. And finally, optimize key hormones, key nutrients, and key brain factors, and that's where this comes in. Do yourself a favor, your family a favor as a gift, whatever. You, this is a wonderful package. Don has taken all of the thought out of it right. for right. you so that you can just simply follow the instructions on here. Uh, and if you're saying, well, Mary, I'm on a tight budget, what is the minimal thing I can do? I would say the brain zone basic. Right. If nothing else, That's you've got to get on brain. that. If you have children and with intermittent ADD, fasting and the intermittent keto diet. fasting, yes. the keto diet, the and lifestyle, walking. walking. That's going to help mean, your that's, brain. That's right. All three work together amazing. You'll see amazing. We encourage you to stay on this for six months. Six months minimum. You know, you didn't get here overnight. So you've got to do some things consistently to see a result. You try it for two or three days a week, nah, you, you need to stick with this so that you see and you begin to see the difference like I watched with Miss Kitty on that last <clears> video. <throat> so you stay with it, you begin to see the results, you'll be excited, you'll share your family and friends. Go to drcolbert.com right now. I encourage you, go there now and get a hold of your Brain Zone package. And also the Brain Zone book. It comes really with important. it. It comes with the it package. and the Beyond Keto. Don't forget this, because this is your diet. Yep. Yep. To, and give up the garbage. Again, the garbage is what's pushing us toward Alzheimer's. And remember, at 65, you stand a 5% risk of Alzheimer's. At 85, about a 50% risk. So the earlier you start, the more protection your brain has. And you can prevent and reverse Alzheimer's disease. Remember, if you start now, and are consistent at practicing these key components that we talked about. We want you to walk in divine health. God bless you and thank you for watching.